0: Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lucas there of Toto. Hey, this is Ryan. Hey,
1: this is Chuck. We're in Black Top Mojo, and you're listening to Guitar Talk with Jimmy
0: Warren. All right, everybody, welcome to Guitar Talk. This is Jimmy Warren here. We're so thankful that you've joined us another night for another great edition of Talking About Guitars. That's right. On Guitar Talk, that's what we do, man. We got to talk about guitars. But, you know, we get some cool stories and some history and, you know, some other things that kind of seep into the conversations, which I really like. And that, so tonight I'm talking with two guitar players from a great new band, Young Band. They just got an EP out. They're on Mascot Records, uh, which is a great label with a lot of great guitar players on it. And so uh, the band is the Georgia Thunderbolts. They're from Georgia, which you'll be able to tell in an instant, and they know I don't mean anything bad by that. I love people in the South. Hell, I've lived in the South many times. So uh, anyway, the Georgia Thunderbolts, we're talking about uh, Riley and Logan. These guys are really cool. You're going to enjoy this. And And you can hear the enthusiasm. That's the coolest thing. That was the coolest thing about this interview to me is I could hear their enthusiasm for what they were doing. And how much they really loved it and enjoyed it and uh, kind of thrived on it. It was cool. It was really, really cool. You know, it's like a, a kid that gets a bike for the first time or something. You know how excited you are about, you know, being able to ride that bike. Well, that's the way these guys are about the guitar and their band. It's really cool. So, without any further ado, here we go. Riley and Logan from uh, Georgia Thunderbolt. Hey, Jimmy Warren here.
1: Riley. Hey, Riley. Are you both there? Yeah, man. (laughs)
0: Okay, you're both there. Cool. So I got Riley and Logan, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Yeah, we're both. Really cool. You guys together or you guys on separate phones?
1: Separate phones.
0: All right, all right. I'm not going to hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing?
1: I'm pretty good,
0: man. Yeah, well, you got to be doing good, man. You're on Mascot Records with all the greats. Heck
1: yeah, man. Yeah. We're, we're very blessed, man. Excited to be on Mascot, especially with some folks that we grew up with, to, you know, like Black Label Society, Zach Wild, Black Terry. You know, government Mule, Joe Bonamassa. We all grew up listening to them. So it's exciting to be on such a uh, a guitar-driven label as
0: well. Being a guitar player, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. All my favorites are on that label: Lukather, Benson, Eric Johnson. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, man. And
0: and now the <laughs> and now the Georgia Thunderbolts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> now our legacy has begun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are from Georgia, right? You guys are in Georgia, correct?
1: Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, it's God's country down there, right? That's what they say. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful down there. Beautiful down there. Used I to.
1: Can
0: barely... Used to live in Savannah. Oh, yeah, I can stay
1: here, love. It's still hot down
0: here. Yeah, is it really? I bet. I oh, bet. Yeah. So hey, let's let's go. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back some years. I know we don't have to go back a whole bunch because you guys are pretty young. You know, you guys have had some great success in in a short period of time. So, congrats to that. But let's go back and talk about how you guys, you know, uh, fell into playing guitar. You know, um, I, I'm not as sure. It's you know, it's kind of a different story for everybody. So maybe you guys, you know, one at a time, could maybe tell listeners. You know. Um, what were the things that, that led you to to pick up the guitar in the first place? You Like, what kind of influences? Did you come from a musical family? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll let Logan
1: go ahead. I'll, I'll go after right. uh, well, Logan. Me and TJ grew up together, and we all just all play guitar here when we were little. And uh, I loved that game, and I really wasn't any good at it, but I tried to pick up real guitar and it just kind of stuck. I was probably about 10. 10-11, and I uh, got a, a little, I think it was a bag Strat, that's what my parents got me in. I took that thing apart and did all the crap now, but that's, that guitar got me into music, so. And then game they got a lot of people in the music, so I had to, I had to give that to
0: yeah, I, I read the 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 bio section, of course, you know, on you guys, and uh, I noticed that one of the, one of the people that you list on that on the site is that uh, you were a uh, influenced by Jerry Reed as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Jerry was a great player.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we all all of us listen to country music, but so you can't. Jerry's a man.
0: Yeah, so how can you be from Georgia and not
1: exactly? <laughs> uh, so Logan, was you was you done with your with
0: your story? I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, wait a, sec, wait, wait a second. Before you switch, did you uh, did you take lessons? Did you come from a, Did you have anybody in your family that was musical that maybe also helped kind of push you in the direction, or were you just influenced by those guys? You know, you got the guitar, and that was it.
1: Uh, well, My mom plays piano a little bit. Yeah. But uh, when I got the guitar, I took that for a month or two. And then I just started learning to pick it up by myself. I could could, could teach myself quicker than having to wait and go to lessons once a week. So, uh, yeah, I I mean... Took lessons for a little bit, and then I picked it up. But mostly, just I, I, I was interested in it myself. So it just drove me to do it. Nobody really it was like, uh, "You should learn guitar." And just from the family,
0: right, right. So, so can you read music today? Do you read music, or are you just one hundred percent self-taught?
1: Um, uh, I can, I can read music, but I can't, I can't read it and play it at the same time.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. What about you, Riley?
1: So for me, man, I grew up uh, at an early age. I started listening to not anything like I play like, but I started listening to the more faster guitar players like uh, Ace Braley from Kiss, um, Flash from Guns N' Roses. I know I was a big Megadeth fan. I loved that insane. And um, so I, I remember sitting on my grandmother's hardwood floor in her old 50, 60, 70-year-old house and uh, had a little uh, cassette player. And I was listening to uh, Ace Freely. I always I played the, my dad had, uh, what album was it? I don't remember what album it was, but my dad would put it in the cassette player and hand me that thing, and that's what I did during my free time, was just sit there and listen to Kiss, like, <laughs> 24-7, that was my favorite thing to do. So, as I got older, and uh, this was like when I was like around 7 or 8 years old, and I turned about 10, and I'm like, Dad, can I get a guitar, you know, and my dad's been a hard-working man his whole life, and, you know, he's one of them guys that's like, man... I don't want to spend my money on this if you ain't really going to drive and teach yourself and learn to play, but I'll even get you less. So I'm like, okay, so we go to a dang pawn shop, right? Yeah. I, I got an acoustic guitar from my aunt and uncle when I was, you know, around four or three, four or five, but I didn't know how to play it. I wasn't interested in acoustic at all. So so then uh, we go to a pawn shop, right, and I get a Dan Electra electric guitar. It was like 100 bucks, maybe 75 I don't remember. But, uh, so yeah, man, I just started jamming on that, you know, and eventually I honestly ended up, uh, not learning anything on that guitar. I would just plug it into a little amp and, uh, make noise with it, basically all I did. And, uh, as I got older, I got an Ibanez RG370DX, it was an RG series, and uh, I actually started learning a little bit on that when I turned about 11 or 12, I was going to lessons, uh, I went to about, I don't know, a year of lessons, maybe. And, uh, I started wanting to learn Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and stuff like that. And, uh, whenever I started learning that stuff, I was learning by ear. The guy that taught me taught me how to learn by ear. Yeah. So I finally just finished the lessons and started, you know, learning by myself how to play. And, uh, as I got older, I started jamming with Bristol, you know, in the band. And, uh, he was like, man, why don't you uh, come jam? So me and him would sit there and jam Metallica all day. And uh, finally, he was like, man, do you know who Leonard Skinner is? I'm like, who? Who? He's like, Leonard Skinner. And I'm like, man, I ain't ever heard of him, man. I was like, put some on. So we're in the football locker room. Me and Bristol met. Uh, I was in ninth grade. He was in 11th grade. We was in the football locker room. He cranked up some freaking Skinner's. And I remember from that day on, dude, I was just like, oh, my God. I was missing out on all this great blues and southern rock sounding lead guitar that I've never heard before in my life. So uh after I heard that, you know, he started showing me Blackberry Smoke, Blackfoot, Molly Hatchet, Little Fee, uh Almond Brothers, all that good stuff. So, yeah, I got to give it to Bristol. He really did. He He showed me the southern rock stuff. But I did grow up on some old classic country like, Hank Williams and uh, George Jones and Don Williams. So I did hear a little bit of that kind of guitar playing. But other than that, that's how I got into guitar. And no, I do not know how to read.
0: <laughs> I usually
1: play by feel.
0: <laughs> I really
1: got interested in learning how to read music. I, just, I play by feel and I, I put on the on the record what what I feel, you know, what comes from the heart and what kind of vibe the studio is giving off and everything.
0: Very cool. You know, one of the things that that is uh, is always great is to hear somebody talk about having a, a diverse, um, you know, history of of influences. Because you find out as a guitar player, you know, you're almost like a sponge. You know, it's like you you pull a little bit of something from everybody that you pay attention to or you listen to in that. And it's always good to have a you know a a, a big diverse um little you know, basket full of players and bands and that that you listen to so it's cool you know that you guys listen to everything from Kiss and Metallica and to Jerry Reed and the Allman Brothers you know because that helps mold you into yep. who you are today huh yeah that's, oh, yeah that's
1: what's amazing about listening to our record man is like, like none of us just listen to one certain genre of music so when you listen to it you're like I don't really know what you would call this music. I know it's rock, and I know they're from Georgia, so they're gonna
0: sound southern. But I really don't know what i call this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You, you, I gotta tell you what I thought when I first heard it because I absolutely, I absolutely love you guys. I think you guys are are, are really talented, a, a great band. And because uh, well, I'm 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 much older than you guys, of course. You know, I'm I'm you know ancient, you know. I was around when the Flintstones were real <laughs> people. And so uh
1: You don't get older, you get better,
0: man. <laughs> that's what they think or say. But <laughs> but anyway, I uh I grew up listening to a lot of the same bands that you guys are talking about, but I was there when those bands were just releasing their first couple albums, you know what I mean? And uh oh, and it seems like there comes a time in a great band's life when they've been around so long and they've made so many hits that they start to coast on all their hits and all their concerts become, you know, just like a series of just seeing all their, listen to all their, you know, all their hits and radio hits at a a time and they stop making music. And then a band like you comes along, a band like the Georgia Thunderbolts come along and it's almost like they're picking up, where some of those bands left off, like for instance, you know, Skinnard left off at a place and a point. Of course, I mean, I'm not saying they haven't made music, but you know, they pretty much coast on their on their hits. And you guys remind me a lot of them, of course. And it's it's like it's like that is it's it's like taking that band, and now there's new music that fits into that into that that peg. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, it's. It, yeah, that's, that's-
1: there's no, uh, you know, Skinner is definitely one of our influences. I know whenever uh, we first acquired TJ and Logan, we were all, I know me, Zach, the bass player, TJ, the singer, listening to Skinner very heavily they joined the band. And uh, Bristol, he, he grew up on that stuff, man. So he, you know, he'll listen to it every now and then, but it's not something that he. You know, he ventures into the new stuff that he doesn't know about, is what Bristol likes to do, the drummer. But, yeah, yeah so we're really listening to that kind of music whenever uh, Zach and Logan, mm. or Zach going before Logan like, and DJ, but at that time period. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of that in there. But, you know, we've got uh, heavier songs like Working Man, which does have guitar harmony at the end. So that kind of reminds me of Skinner. Yeah. And PJ just got that Southern stall, man. You know, yeah. like, he'll never, he can never not be PJ. You know, when you hear him, you're going to be like, that kid is definitely from the South. He's right. not from anywhere else. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, and that's what gives you that, that's what gives you that sound. It's not necessarily that all the music sounds like, you know, like a, a Southern rock band. some degree, it, it kind of, you know, fills that void. But his, you're exactly right, this, the, it's the tone of his voice. It's the way his voice is that kind of just takes you there. You know, it takes an old guy like uh-huh. me. It takes me right back there. It's like, damn. It's like, you know, this is this is refreshing because, you know, we've gone through a, a time period where there's no guitar in in a song anymore, and you know what I mean. And there's no real good rock. And now, bam, here you are. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm a Logan on that man. He- that it <laughs> yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to talk You know, Logan knows He he knows that I, I talk Probably the most out of the band I'm just going to say, man We're really out here for people like you For the most part But we will take You know, I really wish that younger folks Would really get into the rock music again And I wish it was something popular Like country is today But we're, we're trying to appeal To those people that grew up on the stuff and the people that teaching their kids to start listening to the music. Because uh, it needs to be back, man. Like, all this mainstream music, this, this country music and stuff, it's, you're listening to the same lyrics just written differently with a different... Um, uh, what am I looking for here? Well, the different the music. music. Yeah. That's all Paul. Yeah, it's the same music. They're just putting a different melody to it and different lyrics. You're not hearing about real stuff. You're not. I'll refer to one of our songs: "Give the shirt off your back to someone in these. You're not listening to lyrics that actually happened to you while you were riding down the road, and you stopped to help the dude that couldn't get his shirt crank. Yeah. You don't. You're not hearing about that, or you're just hearing about drinking and women, and that's all good stuff too. You know, <laughs> definitely. I mean, women's definitely good stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that. Yeah, man, you got
0: you gotta to relate
1: to people and I know that going out and sitting on a truck tailgate okay, drinking can relate to a lot of people. It relates to me. Yeah. But I don't wanna hear it in twenty different songs in one uh in one night, you know?
0: Right. You don't want to go see a show where it's two and a half hours of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I want to hear about, you know, somebody eating, Eating muscadines, or making some muscadine wine, and sitting on a creek bank—you know, Hank Jr. sitting on a creek bank,
0: laid up, laid up mine. That's what I like to hear about and write about. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about your gear a little bit because uh, I'm a gearhead myself, uh, and uh, I know that over the the time of a of a young band, you know, as you grow and you end up on a label and all that kind of stuff. You know, your tastes and your sound and stuff like that starts to change. So uh, so, so, what kind of guitars? I know I, I've seen you guys playing SGs and Strats, and I've seen a couple of different amps, you know, some Fenders and Bogners and EVH. But what do you guys prefer? And, you know, if I was to come see you play live tomorrow, I mean, what's your rigs look like?
1: I'm going to let Logan uh, get this one again. Let him get the uh, – his. Uh, I I started playing the Marshall when we started the when I joined the band. It was a little DSL 40 combo amp, mm-hmm. and I was playing that and just uh, like a studio as Paul. Then we started getting a little heavier in our songwriting, so I bought I got the EV8 that, and then uh, I recorded the whole first album on the EV8 and then I got the Strat, I mean, I got the, uh, the SG, and then the SG's been my main ever since I got it, and it, it has custom pickups made by a man named, uh, Sherman Stock. Okay. Uh, that's his company, I don't know if it's the like same, but, uh, he's a really good friend of Greg Martin and ours, so he, he hooked us up with pickups, he's a really nice guy, and, uh, and then Greg got a or he got me a, a uh one of the new Marshall SB20 Flexi. right flexi.
0: yeah those are nice and
1: then, that's been my main amp ever since And I just run that I just strut into that and then do a four twelve a Greenback and that's basically been my home the whole time
0: yeah that that's that, that's a great amp I've got a couple of those myself when they came out I had to get them. They're they're great
1: amps.
0: Uh, yeah, they're great amps. And I noticed that uh, it doesn't look like you guys are using any effects or I didn't see any on the floor at any of the shows that I saw on you know on videos and that. So you're just straight amp, no effects? Uh, yeah, the only have no, a, we have a uh,
1: and uh, That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. And Logan Logan might use the ep booster or a uh a uh, overdrive, but that's not really an effect. That just uh, right. that just gives you a little more. Up. Right. But uh, w- what was you finish, Logan? I don't. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, and then I I recently bought a strap, probably about two months ago, and I've just been. I, uh, some of our songs need that strap tone on it. so I just got one and been playing it, and I really like it too. So I'll start working that in to our set. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, we're really simple. It's just guitar
0: amp. That's it. Well, you know, a lot of guys like yeah. it, a lot of guys like it like that because then they don't have, you know, to worry about any kind of failure. You know, pa- c- cables and batteries and you know different things going on. Especially starting out, you know, a lot of young bands don't have techs and things. They're doing everything themselves, so they got to keep it as simple as possible, so they don't. Risk anything bad happening while they're playing live.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Right. What about you, there, Riley? Good
1: or bad. Um, I started off uh, at the beginning of the Thunderbolts. I was playing a little boutique amp out of Atlanta, Georgia. Mister Richard Goodsell hooked me up with a uh, Goodsell Super Seventeen. It was only 17 watts, but it was the loudest damn thing on the stage. <laughs> I don't know what, what answer had. Yeah. Up there, it was the loudest thing on the stage. So I, I really loved that. And uh, I was playing a Mexican-made track, which I still have. And I've had many people try to buy it from me. I played it for five years. It's got beat, it's beat to hell and back. All the paint's chipping off of it. It's rusted, and it looks old. But I've had a, probably 15 or 20 people try to buy that guitar from me, mainly in Nashville. But uh, I've had a few others try to buy it from me in, in Georgia and Alabama and stuff like that. But um, so yeah, that was my that was my setup, no pedals, nothing. Uh, and then like Logan said, we started getting a little heavier. Um, like some songs like "Spirit of the Working Man" and um, things like that. So I ventured onto the you the the Tube, if you know what I mean, YouTube. Yeah. And uh, I went. I went on my research, and man, the two amps that I found, and I only got one of them. But I'm gonna get the other. I promise. Two amps I found that really satisfied my ear is gonna be the Bogner Shiva and the Saldano SLO 100. Oh yeah. So me being an unsigned musician playing guitar in a traveling band, I was not about to spend five thousand dollars on a Saldano. So, yeah. I went with a uh, $2,700 Bogner Steve. <laughs> uh, so I play a Bogner Steve 2005 model.
0: At any music
1: store.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Well I tell you what, that, that's a it's a great rig though because the the Bogner, I, I have that same amp too, the same Bogner. Except for I have it in the uh, the combo, not in the head in the cabinet. But it, it's a great amp.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a great amp. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it is, man. And man, you pair that with a Paul. Oh my God. <laughs> I
1: know beautiful sound man yeah. but i'll tell you what I'm, I'm actually trying to uh i'm actually in the market for a bogner Shiva 20th anniversary which is one of the newer Shivas. uh so that's that's probably what i'm gonna start playing whenever uh everything gets gets back to the way it was before and we can actually get out on the road a good bit i'm gonna go ahead and buy one of the 20th anniversary
0: yeah that'd be nice that'd be nice so do you guys consider yourself you know you know techie kind of gear guys you know do you got a bunch of you know you, a bucket lists I'm going to get all this kind of stuff and create this kind of sound or you just want to keep it raw and keep it more about the the music
1: I would say Logan is more of the uh, he's more of the what you're talking about. I'm trying to think of the
0: word. <laughs> I like, I like to think of it. So. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, some guys are just, some guys are just into gear, you know, they're just into it and they're into tweaking it. And you know what I mean? And they're following everything about it. And, uh, and I know a lot of guys, once they get to a place and they're on the road and they're traveling a whole lot, that's not really the thing, you know, because they're focused on their shows and stuff like that. But there's still guys, you know, that, that are just you know like me you know i got i got you know what i think i got 63 64 guitars i don't even know how many amps i got <laughs> you know what i mean no. that yeah so when you get so when you guys come through chicago if you need something if you need backline just give me a call you know and <laughs> oh yeah i'm,
1: so, I'm sorry man I'm- I, I heard that wrong. Okay, yeah, me and Logan are both that way. So, I'm going to tell you, and, and this is for our fans out there. We love you. So if y'all could, you know, just help us out as much as you can so me and Logan can spend thousands of dollars on the road and buy guitars. <laughs> we go yeah. Uh, really, me, me and Logan, we both meant, like me, the Saldano SL-100, as far as YouTube videos go, I've never heard of Ant better than that. And if I could have which I've already got one of the amps that I want for the rest of my life. If I can have a Saldano SLO 100, I will be done with amps. Now guitars, on the other hand, uh, I'm probably going to have you know close to what you're saying around 60 or 70 by the time I die. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, if you're that way, you won't settle with just a Saldano. I guarantee it, <laughs> because you'll you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll yeah you'll it won't stop. It, it's like a an upset. It's like a hoarder. You know what I mean? You become like right. a, you become like a hoarder. You know, it's like you have to sneak stuff. When you get married, you're gonna to have to sneak stuff in the house. You're gonna to have to tell your wife, "Oh no, I've had that a long time." You know what I mean?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, but not me. I'm just up.
0: There you go, there you go. That's really. I'm going to get start, Danny. You don't ask
1: me about nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, so let's, let's talk about the dynamics of you guys, you know, in the band. And, uh, you know, would you say that you guys, uh, equally come up, you guys sit down and equally, uh, figure out what you guys are, you know, uh, going to play or does one person kind of, you know, set the tone and dictate, well, I'm going to do this. So why don't you try this? Or, you know, how do you guys do that? How do you work that out? In guitar parts.
1: Uh, usually at our house, it, it starts at our houses. So if Logan has, you know, honestly, every, every day we're trying to write new, new riffs to create a song over, because it, it really starts with us, unless somebody else has a part that they, you know, if Bristol has a drum lick that he wants us to write something to. But it usually starts with me and Logan, and we'll go to practice, and, uh, Somebody will start playing something and everybody will be like, Okay, let's write something that." If they like it, you know, if they don't like it, they're like, Okay, anybody got anything else? <laughs> that's how you know they don't <laughs> like it. They're like, Uh, oh, has anybody got something else? <laughs> but uh so that that's how it usually goes. I usually play the lead, but Logan has lead parts on a lot of the songs we cut, which I know the people have only heard five right now, but Logan has a lot of a, a few lead parts on those songs and uh we've written a, a, a few harmony parts for uh some of the songs that, like you can hear there's a harmony in the spirit of the working man and uh right at the end taking out the song but that's usually how it goes man you know one of us one of us comes up with a riff and then we just build it it's like it's like a bu- a building like this it's like starting the ground building the house or something you know it just starts with a riff and it turns
0: into a big old huge fantastic song yeah that's that's really cool it's cool that you guys you know uh you work well together you know because a lot of times you get into a band situation and bam you know there's egos and you know people think that they're better than the next person or or whatever you know what i mean and. Uh, it's really cool when you get a couple of guys together that can that can work well together and and be creative and expressive all at the same time.
1: Yeah, man, that's one. But, sorry, was you gonna I'm, was you gonna say something, Logan? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. we don't we try to just keep the egos to the side. Yeah. That that's a really the band, real quick. Yeah. Yeah, and not really have any. Honestly, man, we're yeah. we're all like good old southern boys. Support each other the best we can. We try to we try to strive each other to get better. And uh, we all if if, you, if we were together for a month straight, you know there, somebody's gonna get mad at each other. I mean that's gonna happen. But it's only like a couple times in like a month. So I mean, you, compared to other bands out there that have the ego problems, you know that's really good. But that's because 'cause we're all southern boys and we're uh, hot. Hot-headed and temper, we got some <laughs> bad tempers, but we know how to work it out amongst each other.
0: Right, right. So, are you guys uh, in the process of, of writing new material and getting ready to do a new release, or you know, because I know some oh. guys, I know some guys have just released something, but because of the pandemic, you know what I mean, and uh, and that you know sometimes you know you got to keep in front of people, and so you release at least puts you in front of people to some degree, and so I know a lot of guys are in the studio right now recording new albums to to put
1: out, so. Yeah, we're constantly writing, but um, we record up in Kentucky, so, uh, you know, money's a little tight right now being off the year, so we're not really getting to go up there and record songs, you know, to actually send to our label and see what they think about them. But we are constantly writing. We have songs that we recorded back in 2018 that will be on our next album. I'm, I think you know that's up to the label. But yes, yeah, we're constantly writing. We can't really get to the studio, like I say, because uh, it takes you know money to get up to Glasgow, Kentucky. But we are definitely prepared to go ahead and start touching music as soon as we start putting some money in the bank account again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, they, what do they do? Put off all your shows until have they been rescheduled for twenty twenty
1: one? we have a uh, lot of them. Yeah, like they canceled a few, but some of the bigger shows, like with Blackberry Smoke, uh, it was rescheduled, and a few festivals for next year are rescheduled. But yeah, we've already let's see, we're playing uh, we're playing Prestonburg, Kentucky this weekend, this Saturday at the Jenny Wiley Festival with the Kentucky Headhunters. Um, we have a show coming up in Tennessee at Cotton Eye Joe's up in Knoxville, Tennessee.
0: hmm
1: And we have one, we have one more that I've seen, but I can't say nothing about it, so. Okay. Uh, but that's, we're blessed to have that many dudes because before now, we had only played four times this entire year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a shame. You know, I, a, a guy like myself is a, a, a little lucky because, you know, I'm small potatoes and I, you know, I toured for a number of years and I, you know, and I played with some nationals and stuff like that. But, you know, just having a local band and stuff, at least some things have opened up, you know, in some of the smaller bands like us, you know, at least have something to do. We can at least get an opportunity to play a little bit more. But everybody I know that's that's like you in, you know, in major and that, you know, they're not doing anything but recording or doing live streams. You guys got any live stream, you plan on doing anything like that?
1: Uh, we did one down at Cock uh, and the Walk Studio, which is uh, Jesse Jesse James Dupree from Jackal. Uh-huh. It's his studio, Hill. Jesse only lives like an hour from us, and he's a good buddy of ours. And uh, Richard Young, thank you to Richard Young, he's a good buddy of ours. So we went down there and did a, a little acoustic live stream. But um, we're trying to, i think we're trying to figure out how to do a live stream right now. But considering the fact that we're starting to actually play live again, we're probably just going to start trying to score again and uh, just try to go back to the normal way. But. If somebody was to, you know, give us the opportunity to do a live stream, fully live band, we would definitely do it in a heartbeat. You
0: know? Yeah. Are you guys still getting together like on a regular basis to you know, to practice and to work out things or are you just kinda doing your own things separately and then when you get closer to, to gigs and stuff you'll you'll come together? No,
1: uh, we've we've been together basically the whole point thing. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, we try to, we try to be the tightest band out there. We, we practice at least two times a week. Wow. Every, uh, every week. So.
0: That's really cool. That's
1: really cool. Wow. We haven't skipped a beat, but, you know, it's going to be like riding a bicycle, as Richard says. He says, boys, you're going to get up on that stage, you're going to get 15 seconds into the first song, and it's going to be like riding a bicycle. I want to see him ride a bicycle. (laughs) Yeah, Logan said,
0: I want to see him ride a bicycle. That's funny. That's funny.
1: i tell you
0: what. We're so excited uh, to see our fans, you know, and
1: actually – the bad thing about it is I don't know how much um, loving and hugging our manager is going to let us do with these fans, but at least they'll get to see us. Um, at least they'll get to see us play live again, you know, because you know we're a band. We're a band that no matter how big we get before our shows, we go out every single time and we go and we shake hands with all the dudes and hug the women because we're from Georgia, where I uh, got the southern hospitality. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we go out, we try to hug and shake hands as much as we can, but with this virus going on, our, our manager a little bit worried about that, so we may not get to do that, and that's one of our favorite parts, about being a band, but it's okay, because as long as we're getting back to it, if we have little regulations here and there, that's, that's absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? That's, that's one of the coolest things a band can do, in my opinion. You know, there's so many bands that don't do that at all. You know, they... They're pretty much separate from their fans for the most part without a wave from the bus or something. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good way to build a solid fan base because, you know, it's almost like you're invested in them as much as they're invested in you, you know? Oh, and we are,
1: dude. We've made a huge point to do that. There's usually not a show that we play that we don't get out to eat and invite all the fans to come with us. We've Taking about 30 fans to Hooters one night, but um, <laughs> so we—that was a an experience in itself right there. <laughs> no. We walk in the Hooters with all these people with Georgia Thunderbolt hoodies on. It was cool. Last time we played the uh, uh, the shed with the headhunter, No, so we headlined that night. We all show up and things oh, going in there, <laughs> uh, a big group going in there with all these Georgia Thunderbolt hoodies on and. <laughs> But yeah, man, we we love our fans, and we uh we do everything we can to make them feel like they're part of us, and, and like we're best friends,
0: you know. Yeah, well, that's cool. You guys got a great band, you really do, and I think you got a a huge future ahead of yourselves, that's for sure. And when you come through Chicago, which is where I am, in that uh, you're gonna have to hit me up. You know, um, maybe I can come do a live it's interview, nice. or maybe I can bring you some guitars to play, or I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I'll tell you what, man. We come through, uh, We come through, and we got you a free ticket some free merch waiting on you. You just come <laughs> hang out with us. And, uh, I'm serious, man. Uh, well, we'll let you know. You just come hang out and chill out, hang out on the bus, eat our daggum snacks. we got Little Debbie's and Slim Jim's, and you come <laughs> on with
0: it. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old fat guy, so I don't know if Slim Jim's and Little Debbie's would be good, but... I'll definitely take you up on it.
1: <laughs> Heck, yeah, man. Well, sounds good. I'm serious about that, too. We'll yeah. let you know.
0: Well, I, I really appreciate you guys taking a little bit of time, you know, to chat with me and that and uh, giving my listeners an opportunity to know more about you guys and uh, and a little bit about, you know, who you are as players and that. That's really cool, you know. And, yeah, no problem. Thank you, <laughs>
1: Man, it means a lot. It really does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So there you have it the Georgia Thunderbolts. That's Riley and Logan, the two guitar players. Man, great guys. Make sure that you're following uh, the Georgia Thunderbolts on social media and that you go and see them when they uh, are around. Because I know they're out touring, doing some things. I know they've done some shows with Blackstone Cherry and the Kentucky Headhunters and a few other things. So these guys are out there doing it a little bit. So make sure that you're supporting them, okay? And I want to thank the guys. Man, thank you so much. Shout out to the Georgia Thunderbolts. Oh, my God. Great band. Okay, so I've got a bonus addition to Guitar uh, Talk that's going to be on this Sunday, uh, January 17th, right? Because you know our normal show is just on Wednesdays, but this week, I don't know, maybe it's celebration of, I don't know, my wife's birthday maybe? I, I, I couldn't honestly tell you. I decided to do a crap load of shows. I did like four or five shows in a week, so... Uh, but this Sunday, I've got a bonus edition, and it's with Gideon King. He is a fusion jazz guitarist. Actually, he's a whole lot more than that. Really, he is. He's he's a great player, really knows music, well-diversed, um, a really, really impressive guy. So Gideon King is going to be joining me on the 17th. Uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time, anywhere, of course, across all the streaming platforms on YouTube and at guitartalkofficial.com. Now, before I get off of here, I want to make sure that you know that we are now on Patreon. We have several different packages uh, from $8 to $20 a month where you can help support Guitar Talk. And, uh, you know, we can continue to have the guests that we have and do what we do in that and we really appreciate it. And in return, there's some really cool stuff. Stuff as as cool as getting a, a monthly one on one chat with me on Zoom where we can talk about guitar. We can talk about your playing. We can talk about fly fishing. Man, we'll talk about whatever you want. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of really cool things going on. So uh and then also to our new YouTube. Do me a huge favor, make sure you're following us on social media, Jimmy Warren on social media In Jimmy Warren Radio on Facebook that you're also following us on YouTube. You know, we're building our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of videos that are are coming forth. There's a bunch of that are already on there. You're going to start to see a lot of product and gear reviews and demos uh, that are going to be coming forth. Uh, I'm getting ready to do a demo on the Blue Bear Overdrive by Vex Audio. That'll be launching in just a couple of days. So, Please help us and support us uh, financially each month in order to help keep the show on the air. We really appreciate it. It's really to keep the guests that we get because it's a lot of work in order to be able to uh, uh, follow those schedules because you know how hard it is to schedule, you know, 25 A-list guitar players, you know, because everybody's schedules so different and, There's so many different requirements in that, but they're all pretty accommodating. Really good guys in that. So, anyway, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this edition, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us and following us. And uh, you know, have a safe and happy week, and we will see you next Wednesday with my guest Carl Verhey and a Super Tramp. Have a good night, (music) y'all.